0: You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. It
1: has been so long.
0: Yeah, People probably thought I
1: went on a three-hour tour in, in Gilligan's Island or
2: something. Yeah, didn't they I? did. Where have I been? All the phone calls, all all the correspondence. All the
1: emails about me. Where where's is Vicky? Vicky? Like, where's we Waldo? We miss Vicky. That's I crazy. Said, well,
2: on a deserted island somewhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: I actually was. Without me, it was horrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it
0: was glorious. It's glorious, it's glorious. But we are back together this week. Uh, Steve and Vicky are solo. Yep, <laughs> that's us. I'm Luke, your host, and we are currently... I'm sorry, what would
1: you say your name was?
0: They heard. Luke? Luke Host?
1: <laughs> Luke, Luke, Luke Host. Luke, Luke host. Pollock.
0: Um, and we're currently in season six, looking at the book In His Likeness, uh, written by none other than Steve Orsillo.
1: With help from Vicky Orsillo.
0: We'll see if he disclaims that. He didn't. Know. He was reading. He didn't hear. Yeah. Okay. I was reading. Maybe, sorry.
1: There's, maybe there's, isn't there isn't there in the front where it says. Did dedication? I check out?
2: What did you say? Is
1: there a de- Oh yeah, I'm. De- did I'm you say dedicated. something nice
2: about me and I missed it? Yeah, he said
1: he he, uh, he has caused me to pinch myself off and to ask myself how I can be so blessed to be married to Vicky okay. Lassarello or something. I
0: said that the book was written by you, and she said with help from Vicky, and I said, and you didn't yeah, even get that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, with help from her being my wife. <laughs> she had with no part a, with in this. The little
1: help from my she friends. Had no part oh, in I was there. The I held this pen.
2: Though my experiences, she had great help
0: with. There you go.
1: I'm going to he- help heal oh, his wrong thinking.
0: Okay. But. Well, <laughs> I'm now thoroughly confused. So. Uh, but that's a permanent condition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're from England. Ooh, we just yeah. lost the English yeah, well,
0: listenership. That's okay. Okay. Um, I just won't respond to that one. Okay, um, we are currently on chapter But when
1: six. you say that you're do- not going to respond to that, is that really your response?
0: It's up for interpretation. Okay. Um, chapter six, 6 is today's episode uh, in the book. You can read along with us. Just say again, you can pick it up on Amazon. Uh, search for In His Likeness" by Steve Orsillo. It's an amazing book. Or if you're um, at the Father's House, you can purchase it in the lobby. So Correct. Please grab a copy and read along um chapter I, six title oh go ahead. i think
1: i think i haven't been here since chapter one so you guys have done five without me four without me
0: could be could yeah be. i don't know
1: he's probably enjoyed that
2: <laughs> right been...
1: steve you could just talk did you like that uh, um no <laughs> <laughs> good answer yes no <laughs> yes
2: I'm trying to read your eyes, which yes. is the right answer.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you again.
0: Today is uh, Heal My Wrong Thinking. Yes,
1: Lord, heal is wrong
0: thinking. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start by reading the first little bit of the chapter, and then we'll chapter start six chatting and see what the Lord wants to say through us. So uh, in Mark chapter 2, we find the story of Jesus calling Levi, the tax collector, to come follow me. The story says that Levi left his place and did just that. He followed Jesus. They went to Levi's home and had a meal with the other tax collectors and various sinners. When the scribes and Pharisees saw that what Jesus was doing, they said to his disciples, "Why is he eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners?" In hearing this, Jesus said to them, "Is it not those who sorry, is it not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick?" I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Oh. It strikes me every time I read this that the answer Jesus gave was so right, it should have been obvious. I'm going to keep going a little bit. Uh, the, th- the thinking of the scribes with their cultural rules and set ways was so wrong. Jesus had cast out a demon in their town. Some of the people must have been at the river when God spoke from the sky and called Jesus his son. God himself... Uh, God himself had called Jesus his son, and yet they questioned him. Jesus had just healed a paralytic in front of a crowd of people. His legend surely had spread to these scribes. And yet what they wanted to ask was why he dined with tax collectors and sinners. Levi was a sinner by their own standards, yet he repented and walked away from his sin. One of their own had been saved, and this was the question they asked.
1: Mm. Well my first thought is why would they ask that question when they're so religious and I'm in, it's interesting that Jesus would say um, the righteous don't need a um, uh, it's not those who are healthy who need a physician but those who are sick mm-hmm. I did not come to call the righteous but the sinners I, I have a little I have a little hard time with that because when you read about the Pharisees and Sadducees he definitely calls them out and they weren't that right they were righteous they were legalistically religious but that's that's curious to me that, that he would call them righteous I would call them sinners you know after we read the whole, all about their so I, I I guess I'm posing that to you because you I know just.
2: that it's common to hear people talk about that Jesus never preached evangelistically to scribes and Pharisees hmm. at all he pointed out wrong very seldom did he preach to them wow. and so they claim they are righteous they Their very vow is, I will be perfect. Hmm. And when you read the Gospels the first 20 times, 10 times, whatever, it's phenomenal how colossally wrong they are. Hmm. His very existence shows how wrong they are. Take Jesus out of the equation and there is no contrast. There's no way to find out they're wrong. Everything they say has to be true. Mm-hmm. And so you add, add a little Jesus in Jerusalem or in Israel, and now the scribes and the Pharisees look colossally wrong, mm-hmm. and we who read it all these years later go, how could they be so dumb? Right. I mean, he points it out. He healed a paralytic. He healed blind people. He, he delivered people. He calls out to this tax collector who leaves his sin and his oppression of them to give it up, and they criticize him for it. And so the, the the contrast is so clear. When the light is in the world, the darkness is revealed, right? It's like when, when, when sinlessness walks among you, you feel very dirty. When plum is standing next to you, you feel very crooked. And here's Jesus coming into this place, and the scribes and the Pharisees are judging him with colossally wrong thinking. Mm. And so then I ask myself, um, uh, do is it am i is it possible is it even possible i could think this wrong Mm. and and it the answer is resoundingly yes and if i could encourage every single person to put their thinking on the table and ask god could you shine light on my thinking so the darkness is revealed i I don't have any chance of getting rid of my dark thinking Mm. my wrong thinking my thinking that's leading me astray, my stumbling block thinking, if you don't shine your light into it. Put a little Jesus in it so that it can show up. And in this case, that's what happens. Every time we have Jesus encountering scribes, Pharisees, and lawyers, Good. it's revealed. His light shines on their imperfections, and they are revealed. And it's like, judge them? I don't think that's a good idea. Look at them and say, but for Jesus being in my heart, I would be a lot more like them than I am. Wow. And is it any at all possible that we can get rid of the rest of my scribe and Pharisee thinking, my, wow. my going the wrong way? So what I say very simply is heal my wrong thinking. Teach me your ways. Because I'm as susceptible to this self-righteousness as scribes Pharisees are. You know, um Sadducees, the whole ruling council. I'm as I'm as susceptible as they are, and it's so crazy that you know how I don't again, I don't know how many times you read it going, how could they be this so ignorant? So dumb. But it Me is too. the cultural thinking, it is the conventional wisdom of their day. Yeah. Everything they're saying is what Everybody believes, and Jesus comes in and is the total contrast to it, and they are wrong, and He is right. But
1: He calls them righteous. That's what He He said. He said he
0: doesn't, he doesn't specifically call them righteous. He, no. just, he just says that He came to call the sinners, not the righteous. Well, so, like He's saying that they they think they're justified in their own right, right? So He
2: I did not you, come you, to call the yeah, righteous, yeah. which is using they, think, they're you think
1: thinking you that that's done yeah.
2: Yeah, those who think they're righteous. What did Paul say? There are none righteous, no, not one. Yes. So you who think you're righteous, I didn't come to call you. Hmm. The, oh, you those of you who know you're not righteous, that's who I came to call.
1: The sick, the sick who know. Well, well
2: he, he identifies it as sick in these verses. Yeah. I know. But what he's what, but referring to your what you just quoted. I did not come to call the righteous. What he is saying is, you who claim to be righteous. Whoa. They are truly sick in the head.
1: But they don't know that.
2: Well, no, this is the, this, this whole society believes they're not sick.
1: Which is like today.
2: He's coming with very much. Yes. You certainly want to put it in front of you and see, am I like this? That's good. It's, it's only the honest heart. It's only the penitent man and the honest heart that stands before God and says, I, I don't measure up. I have fallen short of your glory, and yet you use me. Can you even can you use someone who's fallen this far short? I really want to be better. I really want to be a man who walks without sin. Yeah. I want to be a man who would help anybody anywhere and would rejoice that a sinner came to repentance. But to stand up and say, Thank you, God, that I'm righteous and they're not, that's who Jesus isn't calling. Yeah. And it's he's calling those who say, I am not righteous. And I have found repentance and I have found forgiveness and you are not righteous. Let me show you how to be free from your unrighteousness and be better. And then Paul says, there's none righteous, not even one one. for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And it's like, there's that contrast. You got to say, look how far from righteous I am. Have mercy on me. And that's a totally different uh, attitude. And so you're preaching to my friend over there. And I'm mad because why would you be giving him your attention? Well, obviously, I have a totally upside-down viewpoint. And so I'm afraid to be that way. Yeah. I think I'm susceptible. I know that my, my, my personality is selfish to the core. And I want things for me. I like my comfort, my, my wealth, my this, my that. But what he's saying is that a man who is not self-righteous is one who looks at someone else and says... Um, kind of like, you know, I'm going to the wizard to get a new heart. Maybe he <laughs> can give you a new brain. That It's like I've, I'm going to God to find mercy. Maybe you can find mercy too. Hmm. Let's go. Let's go together to the mountain of the Lord, and let's see what he has. And when we approach him, let's not say, listen, I got good news, Lord. You are so fortunate because I've arrived. Instead, I say, Lord, I'm here. Can I even approach you? Can I, someone like me, can I even approach you? it's And then when you look at others, don't think, well, of course you can't approach. Of course not. You don't even ask, dude. You're not getting anywhere near him. No, that's the wrong attitude. And that's kind of there. like, how could you dare have dinner with those guys? Mm. It's like, are you kidding me? I didn't come for you who think you're righteous. I came for those who know they're sinners. Wow. I want to be the guy that knows I'm a sinner. I want to be the guy that knows I fall short. I want to be the guy that knows I don't rise up. I don't measure up to his plumb line, to his righteousness, to his... Worthiness—that yeah. the only chance I have of being worthy is if He puts His on me and causes me to look worthy when I know I'm not.
1: That's good. That's
0: good. So that they, they, you know, were were confused about who God was, who the Messiah was, all, all these things, and that you know is why they're so fixated on what we now think are silly things but to them it was conventional wisdom, wisdom. of the day right and here uh, a little bit l- later on page 34 you quote something that's kind of a a popular example of wisdom of the day um that many people might believe or quote which is uh you say this. One of my favorite examples of wrong thinking is everything happens for <laughs> a reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. So that's one of these things that we all th- people throw around just when, throw out a you know, when stuff happens in in yeah. life in the world. Everything happens for a reason. So, we you know, it, this wasn't a problem just then. This is a problem still today. But with, let's just take a moment, if you can. You, you talk about it in the book, but could you just explain why everything happens for a reason is maybe problematic Incorrect. thinking?
2: Well. It, what it does, it puts everything that happens in a basket and says, God did it. Hmm. So if everything happens for a reason, there must be intelligent design on the happening. Hmm. And instead of stupid design of man hmm. gone amuck, yeah. man gone selfish, man gone unrighteous, yeah. man seeking to be his own God. Yeah. So we put all of these things that man does. I am my master of my own universe. Yeah. I have made God in my image. I put it all in a basket. And to explain it, I say, well, it all happens for a reason. God has, God, God, it all happens. There's a, there's a, in, there's intelligent design on these purposes, on this, these happenings, and so you go. Okay, you know that that sounds really good when you're talking about, you know, the washer breaks, and you end up over here, and mm-hmm. you meet your friend you haven't seen in ten years. See how God made that all happen? Yeah, but what about the guy who's the the people who are raped, and the people who are mm-hmm. unjustly um, imprisoned, and what about all of the starving children in the world, and all of the evil, the the mass murderers, and the people who shoot innocent people, and just all the horrors of this universe. Mm-hmm. That man does to man. Now you're saying God did that to you. It's good. It happens for a reason. God God has a reason for making you miserable. Right. God has a reason for punishing you. God has a reason for, you know, airplane crashes and it goes down a busy uh, subdivision and everybody. everybody in these houses all get wiped out and the wingtip misses your house by a foot and your house is left untouched. It all happens for a reason. <laughs> so God chose them to, you know, perish. Yeah. some 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 evil person crashed the plane in Pennsylvania into a housing development and it's it was god's design that made it happen it's just that's just the craziest thing i know and that's the wrong it's just for me colossal wrong thinking yeah you're blaming god for the free will of man mm-hmm. it takes and it also takes the free will of man out of the equation no so this guy goes over and shoots up a school it all happens for a reason no no god did not intend that he's weeping if you could see him, he's saying, please, I gave you this free will. Don't use it this way. Yeah. And, and, and he's ending people's lives who didn't have a chance to repent and turn. And wow. some had a chance. Some yeah. saw it coming and were able to call out. And um, it's just, it's colossal wrong thinking. And it's time for us to say, heal my wrong thinking. Yeah. Teach me what you believe, Lord. Teach me your way. Yeah. Lead me in the way that is your righteousness, not mine.
1: I think the correct, and then the segue into that is, I think that where we get confused is that all things work together for good for those who love Christ Jesus. So for some reason, I think we marry those two in Mm -hmm. in the wrong thinking. It's like, no, some guy shot up a school and it was horrible and it was tragic and it was a a man's choice, but in spite of, of men's choices. God can make something beautiful out of these things. I had a Bible study last week, and um, in this women's Bible study, there's probably five ladies who've lost their children.
2: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: So it's like, you know, um, my question was, now it's been four years, seven years, you know, whatever, 15, 30 years. Can you look back now and see... God's hand Mm -hmm. in in the restoration of your life and what has happened because that happened Mm -hmm. what was the consequences of those actions and you're talking about cancer you're talking about child children little children you know it seems so unjust and so unfair that a seven-year-old would die or you'd lose your husband at 42 or you'd lose your son at 25 but I think the the right thinking is God makes makes beautiful things beautiful ashes isn't that what he says Um, so it's like no, God didn't cause my granddaughter to die. At you know, I mean, it, 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 he didn't stop it, but the cancer she got was not because all things were. Because de- thi- what, what,
2: she did anything evil, or yeah, her parents did reason, anything evil. A reason, a reason. It's just it's that that mankind. Cancers in the world, yeah, cancers
1: everywhere. Yeah. So, but, but in, in retrospect, we as Christians, you know, say you know what that was horrible. It was it was just you know incredibly yeah. tragic. However, yeah. Jesus. What's he gonna do with this terribly tragic situation?
2: And one of the biblical arguments in all of this is er, only God's will happens. Mm. And that's Mm. again, this lady got raped, that was God's will. Mm -mm. This child got molested, that was God's will. Mm. That child got murdered, that was God's will. Mm -mm. And on to cancer, this child got cancer. Forget all the things that we want line, uh, high power lines all around us Mm -hmm. and we know it causes, And we want asbestos to slow down fires, and we know it causes cancer. Mm. We want to control our weeds with Roundup, and we know it causes cancer. And so cancer can be carried through generations, and all of a sudden some kid is sick. We don't know why. We want to preserve our food. We want this fat cow to produce more pounds of meat, and yet because he's in preservatives, our children eat it, and the result is that man has been his own master. Mm. And then we want to blame God and say God's will. But not everything that happens is God's will. It's really good. And that's what this wrong thinking is. Like, first off, it's why are you eating with tax collectors? But why are you blaming God for cancer? Why are you blaming God for a school shooter? Why are you blaming God for a plane crash? God never said it's okay to get in a box and fly (laughs) 30,000 feet off the ground to make it a convenience so the world becomes a smaller place. No, we want that. Mm -hmm. And if it causes a few deaths, we accept that. But then to turn around and say it's only God's will happens. And I think that when you say only God's will happens, you alienate a whole bunch of people saying, you mean God did this to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Now, Vicky's side of it is when this happens to me, mm-hmm. the plane crashes and I lose my child, my mother, my father, my wife. If I love him and I remain called for his purpose, all of those things will work, work out for good. That's what amazes me mm-hmm. about him. I don't blame him for anything, man. I'm walking down the street and a baseball comes flying out of a field over it. Some guy hit a home run and hits me in the back, and I'm just mad at God for letting me get hit by a baseball. No, I'm not. It's like, dang, if I, just, if I wouldn't have crossed against the light down there, I wouldn't have been here when the ball just bounced in front of me, right? And there's so many elements and so many intersections in life where, uh, you know, you, you, you start out on a green light and some guy runs into you. Well, if you wouldn't have taken so long getting in the car, you'd have gone through the original, the, the one before it. And you'd have missed this guy. And there's so many circumstantial things. Okay, so I'm in a car accident. and I'm hurt. If I love God and called according to his purpose, that thing this is going to work out good. Yeah. That's the promise. Not it's his, not by saying it's his fault I got in an accident. His will. It's not his will I got in an accident. It's that when I did get in an accident, and I reiterated my love for him, he made my life work out good. And in the end, I mean, I've had a terrible things. The house burned down, and I just was like, I'm kind of excited because I do love God. <laughs> we are called. Me and my wife will walk according to His purpose. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited to see how this all works out. Yeah. And today we praise all the time. Look at this house we live in that was built out of the ashes. Look at the life we have because of the fire. Yeah. So much different. How much debt was retired? How much, how much stuff just changed that was so good? And so these examples, you know, like everything happens for a reason. Everything's God's will. No, man, he gave man free, free will. will. So a whole lot of what happens on the earth is man's will. Right. But if a man in his own, I can't stop if my whole country is invaded and becomes oppressive communism or something. I have no control of that. But within the man's will being executed on me, where I'm being strangled by this political process, I can have joy and peace and patience and kindness. And all things can work out good for me. I can actually have a good Understanding and feeling and knowledge of God. If I would just continue to love Him, through obedience, love Him, serve Him, follow Him, trust Him, and not try to blame Him for every bad thing that happened on the God. earth, man caused most of those in his free will. Yeah, and
1: I think I think and you know I think the thing we hear most of when something happens like what he's talking about, we ought to our, our wrong thinking is is like you know people will stop believing in God, right? Mm-hmm. Because he did this. Yeah. And it's like, but you're not, or, or they weren't even, they didn't even know God, and but they asked him for something, and it didn't work out like they thought. And it's like, well, I, I, you know, I, God and I are on a, on a hiatus, or right. I don't believe. Or, um, and I think the, the thing we want to ask is why and i think that didn't work out really well for job when he asked why <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like job job had the wrong thought too yeah. and i mean i think job is one of the most righteous men and you mm-hmm. know and he he stand way longer than i would have stood i mean the first thing happened and you know and i'd be like why 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 mm-hmm. what did i do wrong <clears throat> and i think that's the wrong narrative is why it's like i think that when things happen i think the thinking should be wh- what's where are we going Yeah. Well, you really know good. what's the next thing right
0: so in this Book obviously the, the title is in his likeness, and as you read through the chapter, you you're describing the wrong thing of the Pharisees and some of the wrong thinking of of us as believers today Correct. as church leaders, and the the impact essentially is that if we have the wrong idea about who God is and about how things work, then we're not going to be a good example or vicar of Christ on the earth, right? Because yeah, because
2: so right? we we are fed. Like you think of us and people who lived 200 years ago. If you could count bits of information that they saw, (laughs) that they heard, compared to the bits of information we heard, I bet you we fulfill their life in under a week. What do you mean? Well, how many things do you see a day? How many pieces of information come at you every day? Got it.
1: They, just they were on a farm, farm town, they didn't yeah.
2: have anything to read. They didn't want they had to walk everywhere. Absolutely no radio, yeah. no broadcast, no nothing. Saw True. other people once in a while. If they went to church, that was the most download they had of information ever. That's right. The, uh, the that weekly is. church service. The town hall they didn't have town halls, kids didn't go to anything. a Mo- lot of them, a vast majority didn't attend classes where a teacher was imparting things. They were learning at the table with their mother or mm-hmm. something, you know. And I mean there's so many people around the world our, our information download is a week is their whole life. We have so much mm-hmm. and so expansive. So our ability to be wrong, <laughs> I mean, so if I'm trying to square a building, cause I'm a contractor and if you're listening in, I'm a 50 year contractor. And so if I'm trying to get ready to build a foundation, I have to have it square. And I use these lines in this process called two, three, four. So it's, it's, you know, two feet this way, three feet this way equals four feet across. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like how you square. But let's take a hundred foot building by 50. If I'm on that hundred foot, I'm off an eighth of an mm-hmm. inch in a foot or a sixteenth in a foot. that's 15 sixteenths. Mm-hmm. That's 50, I'm sorry, it's many inches. And if you keep going a mile, you'll be in a different state, you'll miss by miles. And so, the further you go out, the, you get off just a little bit and keep going in that direction, you will miss. You'll miss cities. You'll miss. You'll be. You'll end up in the wrong continent. Yeah. You know, like those guys on ships finding things on those ships is so miraculous. It's unbelievable. I have no idea how they did it, but nonetheless. Are wrong thinking just a little off and just keep going full steam ahead in wrong thinking pretty soon. You're so far off plumb, so far off square, so off, so far off, right. And that scares me. I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to lead a single person astray in my whole life. I'm sure I have. I don't ever want to. I want to, I want to be so careful what I impart. And so that's really that's really such a huge part of this heal my wrong thinking so that I don't compound it. A little wrong takes you to more wrong takes you to more wrong takes you further and further and further and further. I love CSS Lewis's books the the space trilogy in it. they call wrong thinking being bent
1: yeah. huh.
2: and I can't think of an, a better word so. Out of the silent planet comes this guy. He goes to a a whole planet of God-worshipping creatures that are totally different than human. And they call him bent. The reason the earth is the silent planet is because the earth got so bent. And I just love that concept. I mean, in my mind, I can see the vision of being bent. You don't got to be bent over. You don't got to be broke. It's just twisted or bent a tiny bit because going forward, you're going to miss the mark by a lot. And um, it's a great word. You, the, the silent planet Earth is bent. And and God told us, don't talk to them. They'll bend you, you know. They'll confuse you. And so I'm really careful of what I let into me. And I'm just really contemplative of what I let out of me. Because I don't want to deceive anybody. I, I want to recognize, first off, that I'm the most susceptible bender and being bent person I know. And I want to make sure that I cry out to the Lord, heal my wrong thinking. Teach me your ways. Lead me in the way that is righteousness. I I don't know why I got this gift, but I think it's a wonderful gift. I see what's wrong more than I see what's right. And when I see what's wrong, it helps me avoid. Mm. And so I ask God to really enhance that gift. Let me see what's wrong for others, too. Let me just tell them, if you want to know what's wrong, ask me, I'll tell you. And I can help them avoid what's wrong. And wrong thinking is the most dangerous thing in humankind. Because when you start teaching it, you get people, you just keep going down the line. You know, some preacher started teaching you know, something wrong 50 years ago. By the time he got to 50 years, he got people so far off the truth of the gospel, mm. far off the submission and surrender and service and love, obedience. And it doesn't even look like Christianity anymore. And uh, that's kind of the most such a an amazing thing that we have the chance to cry out to God and say, Lord, I surrender. Teach me truth. Lead me right. Heal my wrong thinking and teach me your ways. Lead me in the way that is righteousness. And so that we get to the destination. On the, It's a narrow road. It's a oh, narrow on. door. That's right. He, you know, he said, many will seek me and not find me. Many will call me Lord and not get in. Bridesmaids, w- without oil in their lamp, will be locked out with weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's like this wedding feast is important. It's a narrow door. I want in. And so I pray. I'm very careful in my steps. You know, so let's let, you know. start teaching this at the Father's house. Well, no, I'd rather not add anything until I know it's right. So far, I'm pretty sure. I mean, at least I believe with all my heart that what we teach is right. I don't want to add anything. I want to change anything. I want. To, I don't want to reinterpret anything until I have time to really pray through it and ask God, "What's the truth here? What's going on?" It's good. And um, it it really is for me. Um, and it's what I trust in is that I am the light of the world. Jesus says, "You are the light of the world." And first, He said, "I am the light of the world." And it's like you're the light of the world and I'm the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Good. And basically what he's saying is if your light his light's in me, I'm the light of the world. They and what he's saying is they'll find him if I will shine my light. Right. But there's another side to this. I remember a night getting off a cruise ship, going home. I've been in this cruise ship and it's pitch dark on the inside room. And I and I follow my way to the bathroom in the cruise ship, you know, many times, being an older man, that's just real that's just an everyday thing. Mm. And so I get up in my house. And in my foggy dream state, I think I'm in the cruise ship. It's, you know, pitch black. I'm, I'm walking and I'm going to the bathroom in the cur- in the cruise ship in the pitch black. Mm-hmm.
1: But you're at home. And
2: then I'm, remember, I'm not on there. I'm in, at home. Now I don't know where I'm at, in my own room, in my own house. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm like, I, I've just, I've turned here. I've turned there. What do I do? And I go and I bump into a wall. So I found a wall and I start reaching down the wall and my hand hits a light, uh, a switch and, and jams my finger. And I go around the corner and I, now I've got this switch. Well, I can't turn this light on. Now I know where I'm at. Oh, that'll wake Vicki up. So I go around the corner and I'm not where I thought I was. I, I stub my toe into the wall. Now I'm in utter serious pain and I'm lost. I'm like, where the heck am I? It's pitch. It's a moonless night, pitch dark and I've remembered that experience forever. In my new house after that one burned down, every single light has an LED, <laughs> every L- switch, every everything right. has an LED. Mm-hmm. And that little tiny, tiny LED light, I've never got lost in my own house again. Mm-hmm. It just directs you. Okay, there's a switch right there. Okay, I see that, you know, I, I know this room, I'm so familiar with this room, I can go right to the switch, turn it on, I go right. In, I can find the bathroom door, turn on the light in there, and I can see everything, right? And I can do it in a way that doesn't wake Vicky because I know now. I know where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Just the tiniest fragment of light changed the world, and the those tiny, tiny lights being gone changed the world. Made it treacherous, painful. I mean, I had a knuckle that was jammed and a toe that was stubbed, and and I'm just so confused because I've been in a cruise ship room for all these nights and i'm lost man i cannot find my way and so jesus says i'm the light of the world and the world's a lot like that the world is a dark and ugly place right and without any light we're lost we really we really are we go the way everybody else is well the crowd's going this way i'll go this way it's dark i feel them moving let's go that way and they're all going off a cliff well i'm lost without the light of the world And then he says, the goal is for you to take me, I'm the light of the world. You put me on a hill, on a a stand, on a lampstand, and all men will be drawn to it. All men will find their way because of it.
1: And heal your wrong thinking. And
2: that's what this wrong thinking is all about. That's right. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Well, what if I lead them off a cliff with my light? Yeah. So it's really important that I say, heal my wrong thinking. It's good. Help me be. If I'm going to carry this light and I'm going to be this light of Jesus, help me be in the right place. Well, for me, the right place is serving others, loving others as he loved me. It's hearing his voice and obeying it. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and they obey me. My sheep know my (laughs) voice. And so I want to be in these correct places. And the only chance I have is to eliminate the wrong. Nope, that's wrong, so I'm not going there. Nope, that's wrong, I'm not going there. Lord, where am I going? Good. And the best way to do that is with light. And Jesus is the light. Light. And he will show you the light. And he will be the light to make you the light. And that's the wrong thinking, is people just walk in darkness and they lead each. If the blind lead the blind, they're both going to fall in a ditch. That's right. And in that night when I was awake in my room trying to find out where the heck am I, In my own bedroom, I didn't know. I was the blind leading the blind yeah. because there was no light to follow.
1: Here's a little bit more of the story is that he saw somebody moving in the darkness and it was a reflection of his own self in the. It darkness. was a mirror. There's um, a mirror, and he 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 got the defensive post. Uh, he posted up towards this guy, and it was him. And so the darkness is. is I mean, you can go on with that one too. Yeah, yeah like, sure, absolutely. Can't, you can't, you can't the identify, monsters in the dark. Correct, or because You can't identify you're not yeah. the dark Jesus, um, yeah. people against you when you're in the dark. Yeah. I thought that was kind of a good caveat. Good for that caveat. story.
2: Good
0: job, honey. Well, that's yeah. That's, we we have to, we have to. See him clearly in order to be able to lead people the right way, right? We have to let the light into our life, illuminate our darkness so that we can do the same for others. And
1: practically, Luke, I think um, what's what's really illuminated the darkness for us is reading the Gospels four times without anything else. Now, we're talking about a book, and we're saying, hey, you can buy this book. However, if you would just endeavor for a season to just stop reading everything and just read the Gospels— in context, and you know, line upon line, I think that would really help illuminate the confusion uh, of healing your wrong thinking. I think a lot of times we have wrong thinking because we often want to live in the old covenant and live in the new covenant. Mm-hmm. We want justice for we want justice for me, but I, I you know, I want to give you. I don't want to give you justice. <laughs> I want, yeah, you know, I want grace, but I want I want you be, to, be, to pay for what you've yep. done. And there's so many things that are so difficultly different. And cause wrong thinking when you marry the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Either we're going to live by the law or we're going to live by the grace and mercy what Jesus extends to us. Now, God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You, you should read the Old Covenant to see who he really is. It's important, and, and then it points to Jesus, you know. But I think most of our wrong thinking is that we just are confused with what mm-hmm. Jesus said. Yeah. And and then we do those things, you know, like you talk about, is like it's got you know that everything happens for a reason. Well, where does that is that Proverbs thirty two? I mean, where is that? You know, so it's like yeah. knowing what the words of Jesus will totally clarify and clear up wrong thinking.
2: It'll it'll expose it for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, Cla- yeah.
2: Clarify would be more like expose what I'm hiding.
0: <laughs> well, it's like you said at the start. it, it is that plumb line. Plumb right? line. Yeah. If you if you just, and I think that's really the. The big thing that we have to decide is that his words is straight and we are crooked you. instead of trying to bend his words Good. into our Make own. Into you. Which yeah. is yeah. exactly what, what we do. do. It's yeah. what I
2: did, what yeah. I do, right. and what I pray against. Yeah. And that's what this heal my, heal wrong, my wrong thinking. thinking. Teach yeah. me your ways yeah. and, and being sincere about it. Yeah. I will change my – if you show me I'm wrong, I'll change my ways. Yeah. Good. And it's really we, – we have such pet beliefs yeah. and we don't want to give them up because we've told so many People, and we've led so many people wrong. And it's really hard to say, yeah, I really blew it, man. I was teaching that for many years.
1: And we did. We did. And the confusion of the gospel or the, uh the uh, covenants, I, we did for many years. We were we were confused. It's like Jesus is a plumb line. Yeah. Let's read his words. Let's act upon him. Let's try to obey him, yeah. you know.
0: Or you have to confront why things aren't going the way that you think they should, right? Like, right? like the... We, he said, he, he like he makes promises, and if we don't see them, I think you talk about it in this here somewhere actually, but like, um, if, if uh, I can't find it right now. We're highlight it, but if if he's if we believe that he's gonna heal the sick, you know, open eyes of blind, blood and he says we're gonna do those things too, then we don't see them. Then either he's wrong, or something we have to learn to understand. But sometimes we start. Dilute in the gospel until it makes sense, yeah. right? So it's all those kind of factors. That's really good.
2: That has yeah. always bothered me. Yeah. And yeah. in my life, yeah. I believed 100% that I'm supposed to heal the people I touch. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. We still don't. But I 100% have never said mm-hmm. what he said's not true. I've said, I'm not right. And I, I think that's one of the things that has allowed me to retain my passion for mm-hmm. Jesus so long is if I if they're not healed, it's not his fault. It's mm-hmm. It's... My something understanding. Else. It's my thinking. Yeah. it's it's or it's, it's and In else. the end, it could, it could actually be their faith, and hate, mm-hmm. people hate that. But it could actually be their faith and what they believe. Yeah. Could be what I believe. But nonetheless, I come back to the altar. Lord, I prayed for these people that didn't get healed. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I failed my faith in you. Would you show me what I'm doing wrong? Would you lead me in a way? And sometimes it's years of praying it to get another answer. And, um, you know, we do get them. And and I have seen or I've heard more people testify that the prayers I prayed for them resulted in their healing Mm -hmm. a hundred times more than all of the previous years. These last four years of doing that, a hundred times more often do people say they were healed than all of the years prior to that. And I think it's just that dogged pursuit of heal my wrong thinking. I want to know. I'm not giving up. You said they should get healed. They're not getting healed. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. And he, him, him leading me down a path, and I'm not giving up. Good. You know, he showed me some things, and I've shared with him before. But I'm, you know, yeah. this probably isn't the place for it. But uh, the pursuit of heal my wrong thinking is the main thing. No matter what it is. No matter what why. It is. Am I poor and I give? Why don't I see the hundredfold return? Well, ask him. Yeah. You know, are you? He, he might tell you he's using him as a vending machine. Mm. I've never given expecting him to return. I give out of obedience and out of a love, and I just I want my life to say I owe you everything. And here's a here's a a chunk of my money, given to your kingdom, to try and build your kingdom. And it's just a chunk of me saying I love you and I owe you. It's good. It's good. I wish I could give more. Not this is going to get me a hundredfold return.
0: So he's right, and you are trying to you want him to teach you his ways as opposed that's to his ways yeah, not mine. Uh, that's, good. that's yeah. the bottom line yeah.
2: that's it. he is always yeah. right Yeah.
0: Yep. So let's, let's I am I, always wrong let's close it by this I just want to read this last the, the prayer it's at the end of, of the uh, chapter here page good. 37 why don't you pray that last sentence for us yeah, Steve that's great. if you can
2: Lord heal my wrong thinking teach me your ways I want to have the mind of God and to use it for your people.
1: Amen. Well, that yeah. Holy Spirit's all over yeah. that. Jesus, yeah. very person. heal a wrong thing. And if you would be bold enough to pray that, yeah. I think every day would be a great thing.
2: Yeah. Yes, great so exercise. I, yeah. I really try to pray it many times a day because yeah. con, I'm confronted with the world all day, yeah. and it's like I don't understand. I don't claim to understand.
1: Mm-hmm. Am I wrong thinking?
2: I only claim one thing in my life. I love Jesus. Amen. Yeah. He did not reject me. I love Him.
0: Again, thank you for joining us. We'll Have be a back great week. next time. I think
1: I'll be back next week. Yeah?
0: I think yeah. he's going to join us again. Creek,
2: Two life. in a row.
0: Yeah, wow. Yep. And then next next week's uh, chapter is titled, My Words Will Judge You. Ooh. So we'll, we'll uh, <laughs> <Rivetine>. <laughs> see what that entails <laughs> next time. But, uh, thank you again for joining us. Have a great us. week. You can pick up the the book on Amazon, Steve Arsillo in his likeness, or The Other Way Around, and it it's like by Steve and, uh or you can pick it up at the Father's House Church. We'd love to uh, have you join us in Hear this study and we'd also just love to have you join us for church if you're local. So see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you, inspired you, maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything Jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live. If you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.